welcome to the second part of my conversation with the brilliant impressionist Alex Jordan. I'm Simon Lipson and this is Making an Impression. You say you didn't do a lot of stand-up. Yeah, I, I did briefly right at the beginning. Yeah. I tried out, you know, some bits and pieces, yeah. um, which was mainly, it was impressions-based humour. And it was, yeah, kind of in Chichester. And then uh, one time I was, when I was backpacking in America, I was on my own and I was in a hostel in, in uh, pretty much the centre of Hollywood. I was just off Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. And they had a stand-up night one night. And I just said to the guys, like, oh, can I just stand up and give it a go? I think in my life, I probably did. I think I did four stand-up gigs. And my right, last right. one was the one in America. And actually, no, it was, no, actually, it was just after I returned. And that was in Chichester. And that, so that would have been 2009 was my last ever stand-up gig um i gave it a crack but i just felt like i don't know i felt like i didn't think i was good enough at coming up with the content yeah to to you know because again i could stand up and do impressions all evening yeah but it didn't matter if it wasn't something that was uniquely funny and stood out that, that's a fascinating point really because I, I used to i always used to say to people as an impressionist you've got two chances one is that you do a great voice and, mm. and two is that you can do a great joke. But if you can do both, exactly. you're really, you're really onto something. And what exactly. I often used to find when, when I, perhaps particularly when I was trying out new, new material or new voice, you get that recognition laugh, which was never as big as the joke laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just spend the whole evening, as you say, kind of just, you know, your whole set doing voices after a bit, people say to you, yeah, all right, you can do voices, but what are you doing with your voices? Exactly. And I, I, want, I once did a gig at the uh, Comedy Cafe, and um, Terry Alderson, who's another great impressionist, was was there, and he'd heard about me, and so he came to watch, or he was he was watching, and he came up to me afterwards and said, um, you know, you're really good at impressions. I said, oh, thank you. He said, but I'm really disappointed with your act. Mm-hmm. He said, because all you're doing is a, it's just party trick stuff. It's party trick. You know, when you do Chris Eubank, I used to do Chris Eubank, you know, because I used to do the high voice, you know, but I had nothing to go with it. And he said, until you've got good jokes, you've got nothing. And he was absolutely bang on. So um, was that, you you say, because you're a funny guy and we've we've seen that already. Do you you think it's something you'd go back to, have another crack at? Because impression is quite thin on the ground on the circuit. Yeah, yeah, I do think think it's something that I might, I would like to go back to. I've got... um, a friend of mine is doing doing pretty well. He's a guy called Steve Bajaya. He won the um, uh, the BBC was it Radio One? I think it was Radio One Newcomer Awards yeah. a few years back. I met him when we were at Camp America, um, just before I was travelling in America. And yeah. uh, his first stand up was we were sitting on the bunk. We had a, a camp counsellor has got talent, you know, sort of thing. And I was like, mate, like, oh, he was saying, I really want to get stand up, and I'm thinking about doing stand up. And I was like, we were chatting, and we were coming up with jokes. He was. It, it, it was all him, really. But you know, I was kind of there, like the little cheerleader, going, "Go on, do it!" Yeah. Um, and I'd love to, I'd love to sit down with him and kind of say, "Look, what can you know? Have you got any points about how we could work?" I think the other thing is, so the, it's about kind of good jokes, but also I think another thing that can make them funny is two characters, two yeah. say characters, human beings interacting that you would never expect to see interact. Yeah, and yeah. that's their interaction together, and do it effectively, switching between the characters. That's sure. Awesome. Yeah. Extremely yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think I would go back to it's. It's as I say, I was like ten years old, getting up on stage in front of one thousand two hundred people, 
yeah. no, like it was nothing. I went and did a 50 person, you know, gig in front of 50 people in a comedy club, absolutely bricked it. And I find that, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I love, I love the adrenaline. I love the fear. I think it's something that I would yeah. like to try again, hundred percent. Definitely. Um, I just need to find sort of the right time. I think I want to work. I'd, I'd love to give a little refresher on all my voices as well, because I yeah. found, you know, in recent years, the impressions of the voiceover stuff is kind of, faded a bit into the yeah. into the ground the work just isn't really i mean i used to go and do so when got one was doing uh activia i used to go in and be got one for certain lines that they changed but they couldn't get him back in for yeah yeah lines that they changed and then they got him in and then he would just listen to me being him and then he would repeat the way <laughs> i said yeah. it things like love that it. love it uh, yeah but those sorts of gigs have, have kind of it's now pretty much everything i do is more my own voice and you know yeah. creative voices so um, I mean, you, you, are you finding with your voiceover career i mean I, I used to get an awful lot and i still do actually from my agent would say can you sound like x can you spit a bit and you go what's it for what's it for what's it for and they say oh it's just a guide voice i mean i once once did the guide voice for david attenborough yeah that he listened to so that he could then voice um a, a promo uh doing i think it was a uh, I think to myself, it's a wonderful world. You know that old that song, and I he wanted he didn't know how to voice it, so I did it, and then he copied yes. it. I remember uh, I remember seeing that for yeah on the TV. I remember I remember seeing that. At, yeah, that's right. Well, that, so he <laughs> that, I was there because I was a performer who could yeah. knew how to voice it, so he used that. And I think Steve Coogan, who was absolutely brilliant impressionist in my view, he he started his career quite often. Uh, going into um, voiceover sessions to sound like somebody so that they could then bring that somebody in uh, knowing it was going to, that's how the thing was going to sound. Of course, you know, Steve Coogan would get this, what was probably then a hundred quid studio fee. And then in in would come the celeb he's impersonated and probably get 15 grand. Yeah. Uh, Have you you found yourself doing that kind of on a regular basis? Yeah, back in the day, right? When I say say back in the day, is though I'm you know I'm still only 29. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I say back, you know, for me relative to my career, back yeah. in the day, sort yeah. of uh, when I first came out of drama school, there was a bit, there was much more of of that. Um, as I say, got one was my was my main one along those lines, really that I kind of did stuff for him, and then he came in. Um, yeah, but give but us a I, burst of give us a burst of gawk. I mean, what kind of so, Okay, guys, it's time to look good naked. So let's get those breasts out because this is all an act and I just want to touch your boobies. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, You're better than him. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, so I always used to find that utterly bizarre that that I would go in and do it and he would just come in and just hear it, repeat it. Yeah. Then get the buyout. Do you know what I mean? But then, uh, <laughs> yes, it's frustrating. I mean, um, obviously, you can't. Um, I remember hearing something back in the day. Uh, I keep saying back in the day. I'm going to stop saying back in the day now. Uh, a while ago, let's say. I remember hearing something about uh, this company that basically went to do it, uh, took an impression and put it on the air, but they didn't specify that it wasn't the person. And there was a whole load of problems. So, this is why uh, more, more than. Had to le- had to legally say, I'm more than Freeman because yeah. if they didn't, if he, if they actually say I am and then a different name, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I ran into that issue many years ago when I was, I did a, a, an Attenborough thing mm-hmm. for for Norwich Union uh, and our radio advert, and they said 
you sound too much like him, which was a compliment, obviously. But they said, can you do a kind of an Attenborough-ish? Yeah. Which is what I did. And then they said we we were going to get Ronnie Corbett. I know, stop going back to Ronnie Corbett. But they were going to get Ronnie Corbett in to do one as well. They were using all kinds of celebrity voices. And they said, you know, perhaps we can use your version. And I said, I used to be a lawyer, believe it or not. So uh, going, <laughs> I said to them, you, you won't be able to use it. You know, yeah. and it's they said, oh, we'll ask his agent. They went to his agent and they said, if you want to use Ronnie Corbett's voice, you're using Ronnie Corbett. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise you're passing yeah. off and, you know, then then you run into all kinds of issues. Let's move on a little bit from, from there. What, tell us a little bit about your acting career. What's You've been in all kinds of well-known TV shows and, and mm-hmm. a few big, big films. What uh, What's your experience been like uh, as an actor? And, you know, you mentioned you wanted to be, kind of taken seriously for your acting career as opposed to your impersonations have you found acting fulfilling have you found it to be uh, a letdown what's your what's your experience of that i've been very lucky with some of the stuff i've got to do um yeah. you know, i worked at the national theater with a director called howard davies who was yeah. phenomenal unfortunately passed away not too long ago sort of a couple of years ago and uh, you know the kind of his every note session with him was was a learning process because everyone would have their notepads out the entire time, noting writing down other people's notes because yeah. you would, every note session even if you didn't get any notes you'd always learn something from someone else's notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been very lucky. You know I've got to go back to Chichester and work at Chichester, um, which my parents loved because they got me back for a little bit. And then yeah, I, I kind of. Um, been doing sort of you know little bits in in uh, TV and stuff and a little tiny little part in Paddington too. But now mm-hmm. I've just got just in something called Liar series two of Liars at the at the moment. I was just in that, but I've just got coming up my first bit where I feel like I've I've got a character that's consistent throughout the whole film. Yeah, the film Dream Horse with uh, Tony Collette, Owen Teal, um, Damien Lewis, <clears throat> other you know Carl Johnson. There's just some fantastic actors and stuff in there. Um, and we had our premiere at Sundance and I flew out to Sundance for that. And, you know, I had loads of pinch me moments where I'm there going, yeah, we're all dancing and we all, you know, went out to premiere and then we went out and then we had drinks and we went back to the condo and we're done. And I'm there going, this is bizarre. Like, oh, until, and then I'm dancing here with Tony Collette and then Eros Lynn, fantastic director, you know, and it was, it's incredible. And and that's supposed to be coming out on the 17th of this month. Ah. And it's now been postponed until... Of course, and yeah. We were supposed to be having our London premiere on the 8th. We had the cast and crew screening in Cardiff, because it's all set in Wales and it's all based around a Welsh mining village and a story right. about it's called Dream Alliance. We yeah. went and had the cast and crew screening there, and that was pretty much the weekend before it all started to kick off. Yeah. Yeah. So we got yeah. the cast and crew screening, and I think Cineworld did one or maybe two advanced screenings yeah. before it was all shut down yeah yeah um, so i've had a pleasure of working um with a lot of great people and a lot of great projects and i've got yeah. just, my, my, i feel like my my biggest thing for me personally is on the horizon is yet to come it's about to happen but it's just all been delayed yeah yeah um, but uh yeah i mean i've just recently switched agents was with an agent uh, called dazzle and beresford and i've just switched to um tom barrett artists I love my time with Dazzle and Beresford. Absolutely loved it. And they're an incredible yeah. group of people and they work. But just sometimes, you know, it comes to a point in your career where things need a change and they need a shake yeah. up. And I had sort of a little bit of a quiet period. 
this film that I had you come were out. Rest, you were resting. I was resting. I had the the, the benefit of no, of having voiceovers to kind of keep you know so keep me yeah. going, and it was artistically, creatively fulfilling. Um, I was doing some really cool cartoons um, and games and stuff. But yeah, so I, I changed. So Tom, someone who I'd met before, know before, and he's uh, he was Lindy King's assistant for many many years, and now he's gone out and he's put his own name on the door. Um, and I think anyone who does that is you know gonna really fight hard for, for to make it oh, something sure. so I've, yeah. I've kind of taken a bit of a jump in my acting career at the moment and kind of yeah it's a bit of a risk um when you whenever you change or make a change like that but i see it as now is a really good time what well, now was going to be a really good time with for him yeah. to push yeah. to push liar and dream horse yeah. but you know that dream horse is still to come um, well, it, i mean it, you know it's, it's still on your cv and it and, and it'll yeah. come out and you know it, it, it's always my, my agent always used to say to me when i was doing stand-up and, and you know i could be in the you could do some stand-up in some real hell holes and he always used to say to me just do your best always do your best be mm-hmm. be your best because you never know who's in you never know who's watching and yep. um you know i did my I remember doing a gig at a particularly fetid, nasty <laughs> club when I was in my very early days. And it's just something to be happened to be somebody in from London Weekend Television, as it then was. And they said, you want to come and do this show? And, uh, it, you know, I ended up doing some impressions on a live uh, live show. So you 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 just don't know who's watching, who, yeah, exactly, who yeah. you're suddenly are going to click with. And, you know, and then it off off you go. Let me ask you, what, what's your, going back to impressions, what is your best impression, in your opinion? So, so regardless of what other people think, because we all have a different view mm. of what, what we do best, well, how, what would you say is your best impression? Oh, God, that's really, really tricky, actually. Because <laughs> uh, you, usually your best impression is your favorite one. It's your last, the last one you learned of quite often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so this is the things that... Um, my best impression, I don't know, because there's certain, because I would say, actually, my best impression is the one I've not yet learned how to do the voice of, and it's just a face, yeah. which no <laughs> one's going to no one's gonna get around. It's Robert De Niro. I've still not got around to learning it. Oh, yeah. But it's literally. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. I, I should just say to, to the listeners that we're both doing Robert De Niro faces right now, and it's uh, we're amusing each other, but probably not you. <laughs> my best impression is Robert De Niro, which no one can see right now. Um, but no, I... Um, I think it might be, it could be the Jack Sparrow. I mean, I don't know. There's the Ryan Reynolds, but I also, I really like doing Sherlyn uh, McCallum. Oh, very, yes. Um, very deep and round and sort of very nice. And then, yeah, um, You've got that lovely whistle on your, on your yes, S. Yes, those slight little, yeah, that sort of, because <laughs> um, it's just a little touch. Uh, I don't think, as I don't think, as an impressionist, you can never truly know your best. No. Because you will always hear something slightly different to what everyone else is hearing because sure. obviously you've yeah. got the vibrations in your bones, in your head, yeah. Yeah. which will add more depth. Everyone always everyone always thinks they sound just a little bit deeper than they really are. Do you know what I mean? And it's because of those those yeah. little bones shaking in your head and stuff. So yeah. um, and quite quite often I I've, which is something I find quite extraordinary is, is you can hear two impressionists at different times doing an impression of the same person mm-hmm. and they both sound great. And yet if you put them side by side, they're completely different. Yeah. You know, and, and, and yet it's, it's kind of, I guess it's for the listeners, how you perceive that voice as much as anything. And then it's for the impressionist to make you believe yeah. that 
that's your that. perception of it somehow. Does that make, does that make sense? Well, that, when you do an impression, when you, when you did your uh, Ryan Reynolds before, I, I could only hear Ryan Reynolds. I would probably say when you did your Morgan Freeman, I could hear a bit of your voice. Yeah, and yeah. That, that, and that, that's not a criticism. That's just, that's how it's I was hearing right. it. I mean, it's like John Coleshaw. I find that like he's, he's always very good, but there's a lot of them. A lot of the time I can, there's always. You can hear him. Yeah. But that doesn't yeah. mean he's, they're not incredible impressions. I definitely find that I listen back and I can definitely still hear bits in there. There's someone, yeah. some that aren't. Uh, Stewie Griffin, yeah. oh Brian, yes, that sort of, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just that's, that's not. I mean, I can feel and everything about it in, in my voice change, in my throat changes. Yeah, when I feel a lot of the time, I definitely I can I can listen back and I can absolutely hear it, and it winds me up because you yeah. want to be able to do it. You want to be able to get rid of as much of you as possible when you do yeah, it. Of course, um, you do. Yeah. yeah, there are some. There's always going to be uh, some that you have that. There's some that you'll find that you get. So, uh, yeah, Orlando Bloom is just, uh, I kind of, I, I naturally find that I can do him just because, well, he's really not that far from me anyway, you know? So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's other ones which you get just because the reason why it works is because that you are in there already. Yes. Jason Statham, you know, my name's, my name's Jeff Chelios, and today is the day I die. That kind of thing yeah. is, 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 is I, I, see, that's, see, that's great because what you're, it, it, you probably accent wise, not too far away from your own, you know, sort of Southern, Southern English accent, yes. but you've got that little, little uh, at the end of it, of, as you, as you, almost like a grunty groan. Yeah. Because yeah, he sits, you know, he sits surprisingly high in the register He's and, then high. Just, and then he'll just suddenly drop down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you because I think this is a great opportunity for me. I, I j just, you know, for the listeners won't know this, but uh, I used to be on Dead Ringers. <laughs> At least I was in series one, and I spent a lot of my time doing impressions. And but I haven't really done impressions for ten years. Mm -hmm. So my impression now, my impressions, and also I've got a bad throat. But anyway, putting all of those um, caveats aside, I've now given myself a get out <laughs> in every possible <laughs> respect. Teach me, teach me an impression because it's, the chances are I can't do it. I've never tried it. I see. Being mindful of you know my limitations. <laughs> Okay, so I think the good one to go. We'll go back to Christopher Eccleston because I think he's he's distinctive yeah. enough. Um, okay, and I think he's got that kind of there's a there's 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 a really key thing which is easy to get which in the throat, which is um, the first thing is feel like you're about to cry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and have yeah. that little, like lump in the throat that kind What's of that? when you're doing old Michael Caine, that sort of yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. crying, but at the end he's like I failed you, sort of that kind of. Um, <laughs> Right, yeah. and then, so you know, yeah. So you get that kind of. In fact, you can go to Kermit the Frog, um, oh, Kermit, for Chris Kermit, Kermit, Kermit the uh, Kermit the Frog, and then you uh, can. Yes, yeah, so you, you take him down a bit. So uh, then he's, you know, uh, and then but then you've got the Manchester accent, but it's kind of a little bit old Manchester where you still get yeah. a lot of T's in there. You know, it's Manchester. You know, so Manchester. so so, so you, you yeah. take Kermit the Frog, you deepen him, you make him. Wow. And then, and then when you've got that, it's there, and then you just, you just drop it like a little bit more, and then drop it a bit more. So, so, so yes, yeah, so, so you just drop so, so your your universe spinning a thousand times a second. So then you widen your mouth, you widen your mouth as far as you can. It's kind of, kind of weirdly American in in the way that sort of the the easy way to get them is to is to 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 widen your mouth in that e yeah. sound. 
you know, thousand, you know, thousand times a second, and then and then it's it's all right at the front of the mouth, right there at the front, and it's all the T's and the and the D's and, and stuff like that. I'm hearing. I'm just beginning to hear it a thousand times a second. And then, I think I'm too, I'm too far back in the in the mouth here. I need to yes. come. Yeah, yeah, you need to come forward. And also, um, I think it's more about you've got. So when you when you're in that point of um, that sort of crying kind of voice, that the, the throat is clenched. It's yeah. about taking out the nasal part and dropping. You know, a thousand times because because he's not really. There's, there's a nasal element to it, but he's not yeah. really a nasally. It's not a sort of a sort of if you were to put more nasal and you start to go more toward and obviously different acts a bit like you go yeah. to more towards Alan Rickman. But <laughs> yes. if you take out the nasal, you go, you know, you go, you know, you, you go more to that kind of um, yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's down oh. here. And it's, it's everything as well. It's in the speech pattern as well is that everything yeah. is yeah. You have the, the vowels. He uses the consonants very lightly at the front of his mouth and the vowels are drawn out. So it's a thousand, again, I'm going back to this phrase because it's the one which I found these. A thousand times a second. I'm going yeah. to go away and work on this because I think yeah. I've, got the, I've got the genesis of it. Yeah. Sorry? And it's, yeah, exactly. You find that ballpark and then it's like, right, you've got the ballpark. And, yeah. But it's, it's, it's those things as well. It's this, you can do the voice all you, all you want, but if you're not getting the speech, the rhythm of the speech and the pattern of the speech, yeah. that's the other yeah. thing. I think a lot of people miss. And when we go back to just going back to quickly, when you were saying about two impressionists and they, they sound entirely different when you get them together, but they sound perfect away. And yeah. I think it's usually a lot of the time, one of them has got the sounds right. And one of them has, has nailed yes. The, yes. the intonation and, and the mannerism, yes. the behavior. And then, so, so they both bring different things, but separately when you listen to them, yeah. they, you, they listen to them and you go, yep, that's spot on. When you bring them together, they sound different. It's usually it's because one's voice and one's character, the, the 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 personality, as it were. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. And I, you know, as I was saying, talking about Mike Yarwood before, who was all about the the ticks and the movements and the he 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 made you believe. He I don't remember way before your time, but he used to do a lot of the politicians like Dennis Healy and um, Harold Wilson and people like that. And the thing with, with Dennis Healy, Dennis Healy had a sort of this sort of voice like this, you see, and he didn't really get the voice. But he invented something that he thought uh, Dennis Healy would have said. Dennis Healy was the Chancellor, the Chancellor of Exchequer, or Home Secretary at the time. And he said, oh, what a silly Billy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you thought, yeah, that, that he would never say that, but it just yeah. worked. And Yarwood was a genius at that, whereas I, I think – and if we take, I think the best impression is for me at the moment is, and, and we don't see him much now, is, is Alistair, Alistair McGowan. Just his voice slips into so many hmm. different Brilliant. kind of, he can go up, he can go down, and he he can nail every accent. And, you know, his, his Richard Maidley was ridiculously brilliant, you know, and he's got so every, every element of that, of that Maidley impression. Um, and, it, you know, it was, it, it, I think McGowan, it's almost the perfect combination of the the guy who gets the voice, but also gets all those ticks and all those bits and yeah. pieces. Um, I mean, if you I just, I just sorry, I, I just had a little flashback moment when you start talking about politician impression and stuff, and I just suddenly had a flashback to one of the biggest ones I used to do when I was a kid, and I completely even forgot I did it. And 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 I mean, I'll probably be way off the ball with it now because I've literally yeah. not done it since. But I don't. This is such an odd choice for a teenager, literally like a fourteen-year-old kid. I used to do William Hague. Is he? Oh yes. Um, 
yeah. Uh, uh, leader of the Conservative. But I'm, I'm trying to remember now in my head, but I used to do him all the time. Um, hello. Uh, so, so it's, it's, but it's down from that. Hi, so you, William Hague. Oh, that was yeah. nothing like him. Yeah, it's, go on. Let me think. So I'm trying to think in my head, because here's the thing, because this could be absolutely rubbish, but I could. Go, go for it. Because again, again, my voice was so different. Yeah. Um, when I was 14 years old, so I'm working with a different, almost entirely different voice. Oh, yeah. Um, hello, I'm William Haig, leader of the Conservative Party. It's in that ballpark, isn't it? It's I like can hear it. Yeah, I can definitely hear it. Uh, <laughs> something like that. I literally haven't done that since I was like 14 years old. Like well, about, I, I tell about you what, that was, that was a, pretty, <laughs> a pretty good effort, all things considered. Um, do you have impressions that where you can do a snippet enough to sell it, but you you know you can't take it any further. Hundred percent, and it's one that. And I know you said you've. I've. I've. I. I well, we chatted briefly before. You said you. You've done yeah. what this. Uh, um, David Mitchell. So yeah. literally, I've never really worked on him, and I don't know why. Because there's one word which I said once, and I was doing it. I was just playing around again at school. I must have been. I think I was about seventeen at the time. Yeah, and. Uh, and I was just doing a stupid voice and I suddenly realized I said the word handgun and I said handgun. Um, yes. Yeah, handgun. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why, but I just suddenly went, oh, that's, that was David Mitchell. Okay. Yes. I need to work on that. And you know yeah. what? 13 years later, I still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was one of, the, one of those where I got asked by my agent to go and learn him. Uh, yeah. So I started just, you know, he, he talks a bit like this, you know, and uh, and I, I kind of felt I nailed him. This is a going bus. The first time I've done that myself for 10 years. Um, and she said, you know, can you go and you need to do a sound alike. So they want to hear what he sound like with, you know, just in this particular, but I think it's for IBM at the time. So I went in and I said, um, who's doing web? You know, it was a mission on web thing. And they said, well, I don't know that someone's coming in to do web. Anyway, it turned out to be web. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I was sitting in a booth with Webb, uh, being his uh, longtime partner. I mean, luckily, he loved it. He thought it was great. But he said to me, that's, that's rather insane. a baroque. He said, that's a very baroque, David, but it's great. <laughs> um, so I, I got away with it. But um, it's interesting, that, isn't it? The, you, you, you suddenly hear yourself do a voice for no good reason. And it's, oh, hang on. Yeah, I've, that's something I can work with, something I can yeah, yeah. develop. Yeah. So is there a voice? Because we're sort of coming coming to the end. Is there a voice that you haven't done yet in during the course of this conversation that you really desperate to show off? Oh Lord, wow. Um <laughs> put you on the spot, eh? You know what? The one which I really enjoy doing, because I really enjoy doing it for my nephew and he loves it. And it's actually an impression from Phone Jacker. Do you remember like sort of the, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the it's the mouse from Phone Jacker, um, yes. and this yeah. is one that I, whenever I do it, always kind of takes people aback a bit because they never expect to be able to hear it from me. And it's the mouse. It's just it's really like this. It's really behind. It's, you know, it's just it's, he's makes all these phone calls. He's like, yeah, some cheese. I really want some cheese. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that is I just, extraordinary, actually, because it, it almost—you're—you're you're making your voice almost sound electronically processed. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, yeah. That's that's. So what are you uh, doing? How are you, how are you getting that? So that is literally. I'm just. I'm literally just so. I'm thinking about. I'm. I'm just thinking about taking everything that I normally do down here. Yeah. Pushing it all upwards, so it kind of like, and then and then I. 
I, this, this is a weird one because it, 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 there's not much thought to it. It's just, it's just one of these ones that it's just, I just feel it and I just, I just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, there are certain ones, you know, so uh, Darth Vader, you alter by sort of, um, sort of having the over your, you know, over your hand. Yeah. You know, Hands over your mouth. Looking yeah. for my, I'm looking for my son. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> great one. Um, yeah. And then there's other ones. Everyone can, you know, you pick up a glass and, and you've got pain. And the dark night rises. <laughs> but this is the thing with pain as well. And the key thing yeah. is, is that loads of people can do it. If you pick it up and you talk into you can also do it into your hands. But if you pick it up and do it, yeah. a lot of people can do it. But it's the intonation. Yeah. It's about speaking and, and then the moments going up and then taking it down. <laughs> you know, it's still. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's about you can get in the ballpark, but it, it, it's all the little details like the. Like that James L. Jones is the, I'm um, looking for, you know, for my son. It's the sort my of the drop, the sort of yeah, the, yeah. looking for my son. It's the drops down and yes, blow yeah. It's about those organizations. I love, yeah. And I find it really interesting when you can do those things that, the the mouse which sounds digitally altered but it's just straight from the voice or the bane which you do through your hands or glass and the Darth Vader through your hands and the Ryan Reynolds just the little touch of putting the I, yeah. all those I find that fascinating as well when is, you can... um, I have to say well, it's it's interesting this uh, from from my perspective because I never uh, listen to you mm-hmm. you you deconstruct your methodology for each of these voices in a way that I never did you know right. you've talked about how you produce a sound how you um, hear it how you you know can you talk about these vibrations in your head and those sorts yeah. of things I never did that um, and I and, and that's not, not, not no one's right about no, this. No, it's no. just it's just how we each find no, our, our way. And I I used to more or less my my attitude was I'd like to use that in my stand up or on a radio show or something. And if I can do it, I can do it. If I can learn it, I'll learn it. But it, uh, I mostly took the view, Ugh, bugger it. I, I don't I can't work out why I can't do it. Uh, so I'm going to leave it, you know, and and I, whereas I feel that you have a different, a, a kind of, you know, as I said, more kind of a, almost an empirical mm-hmm. academic approach to it. So that you, you're, you're listening to the sounds uh, uh, that your target is making and you're actually thinking about where that sound's coming from and how you can yeah. reproduce it. So which is, I, I, mean, I find that fascinating. I think, cause I think that's something that I've, um, started to impose upon uh, my process more than anything. It's it's not necessarily been the way that I have um, always gone about it. I think, so basically I say I wrote my dissertation on it and there's multiple reasons, you know, that we sort of, I came, I kind of, I was contacting you, uh, do you know Jim Meskimen? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. So I got Absolutely. to him and he was, he was really helpful and he was sort of, you know, gave lots of, I had did an interview with him as well for my, for my dissertation. We came up with those answers about why, but that process of doing that dissertation, I think, has then resulted in me having applying this as a more empirical kind of it, yeah. before I never really thought about it that way at all. It yeah. was and come through the other side of dissertation and through the other side of drama school training where we did a lot of voice, uh, you know, accent and dialect stuff. And and we looked at sort of um, uh, nasality and croak and all those things that are naturally yeah. only the voice. Uh, but again, you don't think about it until someone until someone applies a word to that specific yeah, yeah um, exactly yeah thing. yeah so, so really you've obviously you've taken a natural gift no question about that because we you all i think all impressionists have to have that to start with and it's it's, a, it's just say very interesting how you've applied that through a, a a process which you know i've never done and 
uh, I, I, perhaps if I'd had that approach, I might have, might have been able to do more voices. But no, <laughs> kind of, kind of set, I settled for the ones I could do well and, and left the ones I couldn't. I'm going to uh, – this has been great, and I've really enjoyed this, this conversation. I, I, and I, This is something that I rarely ever get to do. I never really meet impressionists out and about, and I never get to yeah. have – interaction and conversation and sort of it's 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 kind of, it's been really refreshing because there's so many things that like I, what if i talk about with other other people and i yeah i you got they don't you don't get it or do you know what I mean it's it's a it's a way of thinking a way of doing things and and just talking about this process that just absolutely yeah really yeah. rarely get to have this conversation. I, if, well, I i it's it's a kind of an it's an esoteric art uh, and i think that but yet it's so well loved i think people love hearing voices and I think what I'm trying to do with making an impression is to, you know, let let people who don't do impressions, but who enjoy them, kind yeah. of get to understand how people like us, in, yeah. you know, who are in the in the business of pro- producing voices, how we go about it. And I th- I'm guessing that the, as we go, as you know, as I go through the series, I've got uh, 15, 20 impressionists lined up over the course of the next few weeks to talk to. I'm, I'm guessing we'll all have a different method. We're probably all, but but all of them will, you know, to to the extent that it's enlightening and interesting. I think it, I think people will, you know, I'm hoping <laughs> that our yeah. audience are gonna, you know, are gonna absolutely love hearing how we go about this. And yeah. this and this brings me because we, as I say, we we're, we're we're coming to the end. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that every one of my guests can do Alan Rickman. Okay, and, and I tell you why I'm, I'm doing this. I'm raising this because I'm going to ask. It's not a challenge. It's just I want to find out how everybody goes about doing their Rickman because this might be illustrative. Now, my Rickman is uh, I do like Potter, Potter, mm-hmm. Potter. You know, so I and I realise, and, and only as I'm thinking about it, that I I bring my my cheeks in to mm-hmm. kind of filter the sound through my tongue. Here I get that. Mm. Um, how do you, because you've got a lovely Rickman, how do you process Rickman? How do you find him? Going over in my head now what he sounds like. <laughs> That's yeah. great. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's for me, for me, it's, it's all about the, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's it's for, for me the key key thing that I find getting into it is yeah. dropping my dropping my jaw but making yeah. sure my top lip doesn't move or movement uh, uh, really comes from the bottom lip. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost a, it's almost a croak, isn't it? I mean, yeah. It's like an. Uh, 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 uh. The, the, sure. I used to do the thing you know, in, in Love Actually where he goes, oh, "I've been such a fool, a classic." Yeah, yeah. And and I that's kind of my starting point always with him rather than the Harry Potter film where I've such a classic fool. Um, thank you, thank you for sharing your technique on Rickman. I might have to use your one because it's better than mine. Um, I've loved your impressions; they'd be great. <laughs> well, it's quite interesting to drag them out as the you know from with lots of all the dust still on them because oh, quite. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've so many. I mean, I rarely get a chance to do them now, so kind of whipping them out now. I'm sure I'll listen back to this at a later date and kind of go, oh god. Uh, trust me, they, they, they've been a real treat and, and bang on as far as I'm concerned. 
Alex Jordan, um, thank you so much for coming on to making an impression. I, and who knows, perhaps perhaps you'll come back. We'll we'll because yeah. there's so much more. I feel that there's so much more to talk mm-hmm. about in relation to to impressions. And uh, if you're up for it, we'll we'll get get you back on. Absolutely, I've loved this. It's been a pleasure. It's been uh, really good fun. I've really enjoyed it. And thank you for for getting in touch. And yeah. Next, uh, until next time until uh, and next hope, and hope, hopefully next time um, uh, you know things out, out in the world will be a little, yeah, uh, uh, a little better let's, let's say um, thank you once again and uh, this has been Making an Impression and uh, we'll see you next time bye bye <laughs>